I can't hide from my sins anymore. You know, Pearl, I'm sorry. I, please forgive me. I have gone to McDonald's and we have this laughing moment. But what we're acknowledging in that moment is that they see something that they're not proud of in them, their own diet. And I'm here to tell them it's okay. It's okay. We all have those moments. Hello and welcome to the Eat This for Performance podcast. I am your host, Pearl Narenberg, and I just want to wish everyone celebrating a national holiday that you have an amazing time. Stay safe. We are still in a pandemic, so make sure you're staying safe, but definitely let's celebrate. And how do you celebrate? I'm super curious. This is a question I ask at the end of level one of the sports nutrition school. And so many of us do celebrate with food. It is part of every culture. So I'd be curious to know if you do too, and what is your food that you celebrate with? And as you just heard that in the beginning, I have had a lot of work that I've done over the years with athletes, with coaches, with all levels of administrators in sport of the guilt factor when it comes to food. And so we have, we hold a lot of guilt when it comes to what we put in our body and the result of that food may not be exactly what we wanted, but yet we wanted to have that food. So that tug of war, we're going to dig into that today in the podcast and some very great conversation that I have with Scott Walford, a hockey player, and he's going to share with you some insights from his experience going through a sports nutrition program at the highest level and also competing at the highest level in his sport. But before we hear from Scott, I do want to share with you that there are only a couple of days left that you can join the July session where we are going to coach you through four weeks of habit formation and sports nutrition knowledge, skills, and access to myself. So if you'd like that higher level sports nutrition education, if you would like to be working on your own routine in July and maximizing your time before a season returns, which I hope they all do, then you should absolutely be joining in July and not missing out on what the athletes inside of the 4P Sports Nutrition School are already experiencing. You can join right now and get a head start, but you absolutely must join before July 3rd to get access to the July coaching part of the program. And that also gives you access to these mentorship sessions that you're going to get to hear from today. So our mentorship is strong inside the school and we are here to guide you in what you can be thinking about on these important topics. And very important, we are talking body composition in June. So let's hear about eating for body composition. Let's dive right into the interviews and I cannot wait to welcome you into the school if that is your next step. Okay, to begin, we are focusing you on this idea that we can eat to change our body composition. And it was really when I was injured. And if you go back to previous podcasts, you will hear about my story of popping my ACL off my knee, really terrifying story. And so it was post that injury when I was recovering from an ACL reconstruction surgery for six months that I probably was afraid for the first time of my diet. And the reality is when you stop, and maybe this is ringing true for anyone who's gone down in exercise um, due to our lockdowns or any injuries that you've had in the past, but it really can sometimes be a little anxiety producing as an athlete because all of a sudden all you're faced with 
is the fact that you might have a bad diet and it might be that your exercise regimen has been hiding a bad diet. And that could be a, a little bit of a scary place to be. And, or habits, right? We can hide these like, you know, maybe you have some good nutrition habits and then maybe you have some real like binge moments. And so this is where we have to dig in a little bit to that scary space and uncover it and look at it and not criticize ourselves and not get down on ourselves. We want you to be feeling like you can be proud of what you put in your body. So if you look at your diet right now and what it's doing for your body composition, are you confident and proud of that diet, of the foods you're putting in your body? And, and that's really the first step in eating for your best body composition is to find that place where you can feel proud and confident in what you're putting in your body. And sometimes that takes education. Maybe you're just missing the information that you need in order to feel that way about what you're putting in your body, which is why the sports nutrition school does exist. We do have like that level one training that everyone gets to in that first month. And then we're getting into level two where we're deeper diving into topics like body composition. So that understanding, yes, it's important, but it, and it could help you really with that, that struggle. And the, the interesting thing I've experienced is coaches struggle, adults struggle, younger people struggle. We're all struggling with it. It's not, you're not alone. I've had coaches, many coaches over the years come up to me and confess their sins. And, and it's often a joke. It's like, uh, they see me, they see the sports dietitian and they like, all of a sudden it's like, I can't hide from my sins anymore. You know, Pearl, I'm sorry. I, please forgive me. I have gone to McDonald's and we have this laughing moment. But what we're acknowledging in that moment is that they see something that they're not proud of in them, their own diet. And I'm here to tell them it's okay. It's okay. We all have those moments. It's, it is okay. Um, so the second reality that we have to acknowledge is that there is a level we can aspire to for our diet. And often we are, we are setting that level, whether we are conscious of it or not. And I want to understand today what level you're at. I want you to kind of reflect, like, where is my level of my diet? What am I at today? And that takes just looking at it and, and looking at the, the parts that you're proud of and then setting maybe a level that you aspire to, not a level that's outside of your, your like crazy outside of your normal eating habits because that becomes a diet and we don't want to do a diet. We want to do something that's like a level next, a next level. You wouldn't in sport jump up from the, the basic level of beginning your sport to becoming a pro athlete. This is not like, there's too big of a gap. You just, you wouldn't make it right. It's not a reality. So it's the same in nutrition. Like we want to take it up level by level and work you up to that pro level. So that's what we're talking about today. I'm going to focus you on a question right now. So my question I have for you is what will help you get to that next level? Is it knowledge? So I just want to know what to eat. Is it knowledge? Is it psychology? Is it figuring out how to get your mind to agree with you on this next level? And it could be habit formation. That's also psychology. So is it something else? So what will help you get to that next level? And think about that as we go into the interview. So now we're going to bring in Scott and Scott has uh, been working with me now for almost a year. And, you know, we had an intensive session last year working on 
Um, of, of all the things, we were working on body composition in part because part of the off season for hockey is usually, you know, working on that body composition to make sure it's ready for the next season. So Scott is a hockey player and um, welcome to the, the interview, the podcast. Thank, thank you. Uh, so do you want to tell us a bit about your background, first of all, and a bit about, you know, the sports that you played, maybe younger, and then, you know, where you're focused right now? Yeah, so uh, growing up, I played all sports. Uh, I've always loved hockey, but played a lot of lacrosse, played a little bit of basketball, a little bit of soccer, um, everything, uh, every day kind of growing up, you're playing different sport at school too. So uh, I've always been someone who loves sports, it's something that's uh, always been a love of mine. But um, the last couple of years, I played in the Western Hockey League, so uh it's uh, one of the junior leagues in Canada, and uh, I got a chance to play in two great cities, Victoria and Saskatoon. Uh, winters were a lot colder in Saskatoon, but uh, it was a good experience for me, and now uh, I'm shifted and going to school. I'm going to be going to McGill, um, so uh, I'm excited for that, and I'll be coming out there, I think, sometime in August or September. We're really excited to have you here in Montreal. It is lovely weather now. It will be pretty good weather too mid-January yeah. <laughs> a little different than Vancouver so yeah. so um when you first thought about uh nutrition I'd like to know like going back like how old were you and when, when the idea of like eating well for your sport came into your psyche for me I was I was a bit of a bigger kid so I think for me it kind of started to come around when I was nine or ten because I thought like if I if I lost some fat or something, some weight, maybe even two, that I would be able to be a better hockey player. But um, I think it came back when I was nine or 10, but I, I was trying to do stuff like whether it was advice from parents or coaches or um, our friends who really, you have a certain knowledge about nutrition, but I mean, at nine or 10, there's, you should just talk to a nutritionist if you have that. So um, it's always been on my mind, but it took me a while to work with a nutritionist probably until I was probably about 13. It's still pretty young, but so body composition, like really drew you in early, mm -hmm. like this idea. And did the message come mostly from like adults around you or was this internal, you were looking around saying like, this is something that is important to me. Both. Um, I think, I'll always remember I had a coach that told me if I could, if I could lean out, I'd be a, a better player. Um, and it was, it was funny cause he'd tell me that even though I was, uh, like in my opinion, I was performing well and stuff, but you can always be better. And, um, so he told me that. And then personally, like when you would look around a locker room or, um, when you were, uh, just kind of hanging out at school or whatever, uh, it was something internal that I, I kind of focused on or thought about. Yeah, it seems like it's eye-opening because it seems pretty young to be really focusing on leaning out. And it means that everyone in this school, like that could easily be anybody in our school. And so is there a path you wish you'd taken? And apart from, because not everyone's going to get to talk to a professional sports dietitian in our school, they do, yes. But in, uh, in reality, I think not everyone even knows where to find professionals. So if there's like the path that you would have told your younger self or something different you would have done. I'm curious. It's, it's funny because I, <clears throat> I was actually, um, 
lucky enough to have a really good trainer and I would go to him. And, um, I mean, I started doing dry land in the summers, uh, three or four times a week, probably when I was 10 and, um, my friends were doing it, my group. So we had a good time, but I'd always talk to him about it. I could always confide in him and he'd always tell me and my parents, he'd say, you know what, like I was, I was the same as you. It's gonna, it's gonna be a journey. It's not going to be something that happens overnight or one summer. Like, I mean, I hadn't even, I hadn't even hit puberty yet. So it was, uh, it was just how my body was built to be, I guess. So, um, I was, I was so focused on getting changes, uh, right away when really a lot of life is just a journey. So I think if I, if I could go back and tell myself, like, just be patient, keep doing the right things. Don't stress about it. Don't, don't worry. Everything works out in the end. That's what I would have done for myself because I think uh, at the time I was stressed about maybe trying to look like I fit in or whatever, but some of my strengths in my game were being stronger or um, things that I could do. And it was funny because maybe I had a higher body fat percentage, but I'd win uh, endurance and strength things for teams. And it was, it was funny how uh, maybe I didn't look like everyone, but I could perform my own way. And I just had to learn how to accept that. So, uh, the, the stress of trying to fit the mold, I would say is exactly, yeah, to take that off, to just like do the right things. So let's dig into what some of those right things are. And I'd be curious, cause you did this, this session with me last summer. Did mm-hmm. you learn, did, did things evolve over and you worked, I wasn't the first dietitian you worked with. You've mm-hmm. been getting now seeking advice for a while. Like what did you learn over the years that really like, what were those aha moments that were like, were the key here and the key there? Um, that awoke you to new ways of eating, at least for those body composition changes? I think um, one of the things that I was always obsessed with was kind of like, uh, okay, I want to lose some body fat, so I need to um, eat less. And then last, last, and some dietitians would uh, do that and they'd play into it. But I think last summer it was kind of an epiphany moment because I was eating more than I ever had. And I, I trusted you. And it was funny because my body composition got better and it was just like eating the right foods at the right times and just making sure that I was, uh, I was being uh, diligent with it, I guess you could say, just making sure that I was following up, making sure that, um, I was, I, I guess, just eating at the right times and the right things. And, um, I think, I think for me, it was just the aha moments were just kind of, really trusting like uh the people around me because i think before i was always kind of like uh thinking you know what like they're telling me this but i can afford to eat a little bit less because it will help me when really i don't think it was helping my performance and it wasn't helping um uh i mean everyday things like i didn't have as much energy so um i wouldn't uh i wouldn't do as much during the day when i could have been doing more i guess but um i think I think a couple aha moments too, are just really trying to uh, look at where I was getting my food from, making sure that it wasn't processed as much. Um, I know that I was, I was talking or I was thinking like if I can eat clean. So it was kind of creating a definition of what clean eating was to me, which was eating um, foods, maybe more off the performance list, not as processed, maybe getting a chicken breast and cutting or and cooking it yourself rather than getting a pre-cooked one or, um, making sure you get a, a good multi-grain bread or pasta or, 
uh, brown rice and making sure that it was it wasn't cooked up in a in a big sauce and that's okay every once in a while but um, I wanted to make sure that I was eating kind of the foods that I wanted nutrition from as whole as they could be. Yeah. I think that's some awesome advice for athletes that focusing on the processing it's in a lot, a lot of what we eat right now, it comes out of our grocery stores. We don't even realize how many things come with a label in a box and a bunch of ingredients. It really is a, a tragedy and an inconvenience of our times and athletes have it the worst. Like how many products get thrown at you and marketed to you and mm-hmm. you think you need it, right? Did, you, did this ever come up in the locker rooms or in conversations that you have with coaches or whoever in your sport? Did it come up like I need this supplement or that supplement? Like where, yeah, can you, t- can you speak a bit to that and, and um, the supplement world of it? Mm-hmm, yeah. You know what, I think um, when it comes to supplements, I've, I've played with hundreds of teammates and whatnot. And when I started to hit Bantam, guys would start to do supplements. And um, a lot of them would just show up to like a GNC or something and they'd talk to someone there about supplements. So um, whether it was a pre-workout or a protein powder or something, they'd always thought that they were getting the next best thing. And uh, I think especially when you're at that age, kind of, especially 11 to 16 you're um everyone's comparing what they're doing and you want to be doing what everyone else is doing but uh i just i i wanted to really try to trust the people around me and sometimes the the new flashy thing whether it's a pre-workout or something like that like it's it's not good if it doesn't work for you so you have to find your own your own path and um what's gonna work for you and I found like I I tried a pre-workout before two or three games and I found too jittery and I wasn't I wasn't good in those games or at least for the first period because I a lot of my game is being calm and poised and I couldn't be calm and poised on it so I I had to kind of find my own way and just you know at a lot of basic basic things whether it was um, just making sure my hydration was good my uh, my nutrition before games like uh, I talked to Pearl this year and I was having these baby food packs before game because she, she said it was a, a going to be a sports nutrition food soon. And uh, sure enough, it worked. I felt the best that I had in those games. And um, I mean, the guys kind of gave me a little bit of a hard time, but I didn't care because it, it worked for me. So um, I think a lot of people try to make this big kind of everything shinier if it's shinier it's better but if you can find the things that work for you that's what's going to be best i'm so glad you brought that up that was that's a classic example of marketing we could literally slap a whole different like label on those baby foods and if you don't know what we're talking about if you go to um, any pharmacy and you walk into the baby section there is a wall usually of all these different pouches of purees and some of them are awesome combinations for athletes. So look twice. And like I said to Scott, mark my word, in a couple of years when they clue in, that all they have to do is change the label and put a cool looking athlete or an endorsement from, a, uh, from Scott on it. <laughs> he will, uh, they, it will sell like a sports supplement because they're basically purees of fruits, your energizer foods and uh, superfoods. And so how hard is it you know, sometimes to go and get a fresh kale and puree it up when you're a busy athlete, that actually is a feat. So to go to a pharmacy and grab it in a baby food puree, awesome. Now you have the nitrate rich kale entering your body at the same time as that energizing applesauce and you're good to go, you know, and 
you know, if you taste them, some suck and some are great. So, you know, have your pick, but there's a lot of options for, and they're all organic. So it's pretty cool. Um, any questions from, from Victoria, from, from Jordan? Uh, Scott, where, where do you think you are now, um, mentally speaking with, with everything that you, you've learned? Um, like, how do you look at, let's say, other athletes? Like, you're about to enter, I think you're about to enter McGill. That's what, uh, Pearl yeah. Um, we were both discussing, and, and I agree with her, like, lucky them they, that they have you. But now you're going into, like, like you're going from this group where you're telling us, like, you, you're eating baby food before going into a game, and you're going to go into McGill where where they may not be up on, on what the best thing for, A, most of the athletes, and let alone you. So what, what is your mindset going into that? I think for me, it's, I've kind of, I've got to, there's downs and ups with learning that, um, I mean, especially the hockey world, it's a business. So I think the biggest thing that I've kind of tried to learn through that is just realizing that whatever I can do, that's going to make me the best. Like, even if it's not the shiniest and brightest, if it's not going to, not going to make sometimes things that you do aren't going to make everyone happy. And it's just, you don't want to ruffle feathers and you don't want to uh, make people mad or angry at you, but you have to do what's right, right for you. And if you can listen to yourself in that, I think, um, I think when I was younger, I would always try to please everyone else where now I'm kind of at the point where I'm, I'm comfortable with who I am and um, like eating the baby food, like before a game next year, I'm, I'm sure I'm still going to do it because I found it made a difference. And if guys give me flack for it or a little bit of, um, uh, they bug me a little bit for it. Uh, that's okay with me. And it's funny because even when I was playing this year, like some of the guys that like just would kind of, uh, make a joke about it. Like by the end of it, they were asking like, Oh, why are you doing that? What's, what's the reasoning for it? And like, sure enough, which, I, which one are this one? Which one are you eating last? Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're asking questions about it. And then I kind of explained to them what Pearl shared with me and they're like, Oh, that actually makes sense. And they were starting to realize like, Oh, maybe he knows what he's doing. So um, yeah, I think, I think at the end of the day, enough people will come and, if they want to learn more, they can, they can ask me why I'm doing something. And then if they want to deep or uh, dive deeper in, then they can talk to Pearl or someone else about it. Well, well, thank you, Scott. So remember my question for you is um, what will help you get to that next level? And we're talking about the next level of your own eating habits for your body composition. And are we looking at more knowledge and, or something in your sports psych, like any psychology, of eating. So let's dig in now to that question. And uh, I'd love to share with you some wisdom. And I definitely have a lot to share on sports nutrition, as you know, so we can talk a little bit more about the details here. Thank you again for stopping by the Eat This for Performance podcast. My name is Pearl. I've been your host here. And 
Before we jump off, I just want to say that you are so welcome to be joining the next session in July of the 4P Sports Nutrition School. We want you there. If you are an 11 to 16 year old athlete or even older and you want to actually get access to the course material, there is a place for you. So you can go to et4p.com go and get started even right away today. You get access to level one course material, which will propel you into our game, into our high level material where you'll get access to things that are in level two early on in the month. July is going to be a powerful month where we tackle the dream routine that all athletes should be working on right now. So let's do it. Join me. I absolutely want you there. ET4P.com slash go. I'm waiting for you.